Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling, and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. I'm so happy to have Rachel Lusk on the podcast today. She is one of my dear friends, and I feel as if we have grown in the wedding industry together. Let me give you a little background of her before we get started. Rachel is a Napa Valley-based hair and makeup artist, specialing in luxury bridal beauty, commercial hair and makeup artistry, and artistry education. As an experienced artist of over 16 years, her clients' confidence and well-being are the heartbeat of her practice. She believes that it is truly an honor to work alongside couples in such a special moment in their lives. Using her signature techniques bespoke to her style of artistry, she focuses on providing an elevated beauty experience with an emphasis on fresh, glowing complexion. Her natural approach to wedding day beauty and seamless eye for perfection is ideal for the bride that wants to look and feel like themselves on their wedding day, just a little more enhanced. Beauty is not one size fits all, and each look Rachel creates is tailored to each client's individuality and comfort level. We will be talking about digging deep and honing in on your craft and how to be genuine in this ever so saturated industry. Please welcome Rachel Lusk. Hello, everyone. Today we are welcoming Rachel Lusk on the show. I'm so excited to have you. This is a longtime friendship that we've had. I I don't even know the first time we met, but I feel like we've grown together in this industry and it's such an honor for you to be on the show. So thank you. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Raquel. It's very special to be here. I'm so proud of you and I'm so excited for your podcast journey. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So I've already given the listeners a little bit of a background snippet of who you are, um, the elevator pitch, but why don't you get started by telling us more about your story and how you got to be where you are today? Because let me just say, you have grown so much. Like I am so proud of you for putting yourself out there on social media. I just looked at your Instagram following before this podcast recording. And I was like 51,000 followers. The last time I looked, uh, because I just see your feed, right? I'm not going to your page all the time. But the last time I looked, you were at 30,000 in like March when we did a styled shoot. And I was just like, you are incredible. Please share your genius with the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, let's back up. Tell us about your story and, and how you got to be where you are today. Um, so I always joke and say like most makeup artists and hairstylists, when you ask them, they're just like, I just knew and I followed my path and my journey and my, it's always been my true love. And to be frank, um, I graduated high school. I wanted to be a nurse. I told myself, you know, this is what you want to do. You want to help make people feel better, feel good. And within like a semester of being in community college, right? Not even a nursing program, but community college, the prerequisite classes, I very quickly found out that higher education was just uh, not for me. And um, so I dropped out of college and my parents were like, girly, you got to do something with your life. So my mother or my stepmother said, why don't you go to beauty school? You've always kind of been into the idea of hair. I was a dancer. I've always been super comfortable with applying makeup on myself, applying makeup on others. And so I just, I went to beauty school. I graduated, started out as like a salon hairstylist. And I kind of was the only one at the time, mind you, this was back in 2006. So this was a very different time. Um, I was kind of the only one willing to learn how to style a bride's hair, do an updo. That's such a different avenue in the salon world, uh, weddings. So that's kind of where I got my start. And then I did some very low budget, like fashion shows and I assisted some artists and I kind of just started doing more and more of it. The recession hit and I was very humbled by that. It knocked me down like 10 pegs and um, I ended up moving to the central coast where I lived for about nine years. And you know, during that time, I feel like I really explored who I was as a person. I moved abroad. And uh, during that time, I was a preschool teacher. I was a waitress. I was a bartender. Pretty much just did everything to pay the bills. You know, hair and makeup was always in the front of my mind. But the reality was I just couldn't make it work where I was living. And uh, when I when I lived abroad, I did it and when where I did, lived abroad. where did you live abroad? I lived in England and Wales. <gasps> Love that. <laughs> I know it was great. Um, but when my then boyfriend now then turned my then boyfriend turned fiance, now husband, um, said like, you know, I'm getting out of the army and I want to move to Napa. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Cause if I'm going to work anywhere, it's going to be in the Napa Valley. So when I moved here, I really, I looked at him and I said, I can do this here full time. I can do it. I said, give me a gear. And he's like, take all the time you need, honey. Like we're going to make this work. So it was really, it was amazing to have his support. And so I just kind of started and I built a business for myself. And with that, a specific reputation. And I got to work with amazing planners like yourself. And then seven years later, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. I just, I don't know how, how else to put it, you know? Things yeah. happen. Yeah. I feel like that was like a really quick way of like saying what you've done. And I was just in my head thinking, okay, I remember when I came into her life at that moment. And I remember when we had these moments together. Uh, so 
let's just give the listeners a little bit more background on us. Uh, you know, what is your, your first memory of, of working together? And <laughs> yeah. So I think I was working for another company at the time I was right. working as like a second artist, like a lead hairstylist. And, um, I had known of you, a you through a friend of mine from my college years. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so when I recognized you and realized who you were, I approached you and I said, Oh my gosh, I actually like know of you, you, you know, I know you through a friend of mine that I went to co- from my college years and it just kind of blossomed from there. And, um, I just remember seeing your designs and thinking, wow, these are so beautiful. Like I cannot wait to work with her more on an individual basis. You were just working with the exact type of client that I would want, like a dream yeah. client, you know, the bride that day was a dream bride. She was so sweet. And, um, you know, all of that kind of manifested into this. And again, here we are like seven years later. Yeah having a podcast together. It's absolutely wild. I feel like every time we see each other, we're like so excited. We're like giving the best, deepest hugs, sharing appreciation for each other. Let's go back a little bit because I feel like uh, the people who are listening who are thinking about breaking into the beauty industry and the wedding beauty industry want a little bit more of how you got to be where you are today, like the process. So you mentioned that you worked for another team. Is that something that you recommend to someone who's wanting to break into the industry um, or like just going for it and starting on, on their own? I think that in this industry, especially in the wedding industry, you have to be very intentional. You have to be intentional about the clients you take. You have to be intentional about the people that you work with, you work alongside. And so you, you do kind of have to push yourself off that ledge, right? I told myself you, you have, if you're going to commit to this, you have to fully commit. And my commitment was quitting my full-time job that I had teaching preschool and just going all in. So that first thing, the first thing you really have to look at is the commitment level. How much time do you want to commit to this? If you want to trailblaze and start a name for yourself and, you know, really just get your name out there and network, then I would highly suggest establishing a business under your own name and fully representing yourself a hundred percent from the get go, Mm -hmm. because you cannot rely on someone else's business to put you at a level where you have sustainable income. If you're newer to an area, like I was moving from the central coast to Napa, I had no idea how business operations worked here. So working for a team and working for someone else for a couple of years was really beneficial because it allowed me to see what this industry in the Napa Valley was like, kind of set my expectations up. So I knew how to behave, how to dress, how to act, what the clients were like. So it really allowed me to observe this industry kind of from, from the sidelines until I, you know, told myself, okay, you're ready to do this. I always had my business. I always had my name, which I'm really thankful for. 
but working as a part of a team allowed me to have that income, to have the ability to learn, not necessarily learn, but adapt to the new environment that I was in and, you know, not have to worry about all the bells and whistles of finding leads, attracting new clients, networking. It kind of was all there for me so that I could just grow within myself to kind of blossom on my own. Right. And for someone just breaking into this industry, maybe they can simultaneously have their own brand on social media, have their own website, right? And then if they're so new and they're not really getting the leads or they're not truly comfortable doing Instagram lives or TikTok videos like you're doing, maybe they can work for someone else as a, like a a consultant or, or secondary artist is what we call them or an assistant. Exactly. Exactly. Where you're still establishing your name, but then you get the portfolio photos of the bridesmaids you worked on or the bride that you worked on so that you can start building up your portfolio. Is that something that you could also recommend doing? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because it takes a while. It's taken, I've, I've been living here first. I've been doing this here for seven years now. And I feel like I am just now at a place where I can say my books may not be full for next year yet, but I know that they're going to be, you know, it's, it takes a while to get established and, um, to ultimately make a sustainable career out of this. So I just say, do whatever you need to do to, get your bills paid, gain the experience, because this is not a job. As most wedding vendors know, you cannot just walk into this job and say, oh, I'm here. Like, here we are. I'm ready to be this bridal hair and makeup artist. Right. There is so much that goes on beyond Mm -hmm. what just doing hair and makeup. There's so much, so, so much that goes unseen. So as much experience as you can get in any way right. as you work your way into this field is just going to be so invaluable. Yeah. A common thread with other episodes and that I've been recording is styled photo shoots. Oh, I love them, especially when they're with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it, it's just a, another way to offer your talent and get the photos from it to 100%. build your portfolio. It's also a way to establish relationships with a photographer, videographer, floral designer, models, whether it's a real couple that's just got engaged, maybe they'll hire you, right? Like it's just present yourself well in a styled shoot, just grin and bear it that you're not getting paid for it, but you're getting so much back by participating. A hundred percent. And every single planner who, I wouldn't say every single, but 90% of the planners who regularly refer me, and I don't just mean pass along my info. They Mm -hmm. contact me directly and say, this bride wants the best of the best, or this bride wants to book you. They like your style. Can you send me this info for them? I have worked with them on styled shoots. I have worked with them outside of the capacity of day-to-day business, which is weddings. Right. So the, and the same goes with photographers and I have even florists 
who are recommending me. And it just blows my mind because when you think I'm going to find a hair and makeup artist, you don't necessarily think, Oh, I'm going to ask my florist. You think, Oh, I'll ask my photographer or my planner because they work a lot more directly with a beauty professional. So the, the long-term value that you get from one day of really for myself, you know, planners and photographers, they have a much larger load for things like this, but for, you know, committing a day of your time and product and and knowledge to this incredible orchestration that's planned by photographers and planners, the long-term benefits and the long-term relationship that you get from doing this is so invaluable. It's, it's the best thing you can do. I would just say, just be, like I said earlier, be intentional. Not every styled shoot is going to be a styled shoot that benefits you. Like you have to know, unless you're just starting out and you really need the portfolio images, then I say, grab onto every branch and swing from every tree. Right. But, but once you get to a point where you have a brand and you have an, not an image to uphold, but you have, you have a brand, you, you know, being very intentional about the projects that you take on is, is super, super important, which is why I really only do style shoots with a handful of people, um, yourself included, because I love them. Thank you. But thank you. Um, which is, which is why I love doing them with you. But yeah, style shoots are an incredible way to network. I agree. Now, if they're just starting out and they're like, no one knows me, how are planners and photographers going to find me? Here's my recommendation. Look up planners, look up photographers and just reach out. Be like, hey, here's what I've got. Here's my brand. Here's what I'm working with. I would love to partner with you. If you're ever doing a styled shoot coming up in the future, I would be happy to offer my services. One, that's going to trigger like, oh, I'm I'm the planner. I'm going to look at your portfolio. Even if it's like a nine grid, right? Like you just started. Okay, she's just starting out. He's just starting out. Then I'm going to like start thinking myself, do I want to do another styled shoot? This is an opportunity. This is this is one vendor that's already said yes. Who are the other vendors that I can get? And so try not to be scared. Just put yourself out there. Some planners are going to like ghost you and not write you back, but it only takes one. Exactly. You got to shoot your shot and there's a, it all comes down to networking, right? This is all like networking and building a relationship. So if you don't it's just like asking someone out on a first date. Like you have to shoot your shot. <laughs> you have to be willing to put yourself out there. If you don't put yourself out there, you're going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay right where you are and you're not going to grow and you're not going to gain more opportunity. Yeah. I do want to go back for a second when you said that you were working with another team while you were building your brand, you were doing whatever it takes to pay the bills. Let's backtrack to me. Okay. I was working in a really amazing tasting room in Napa Valley. And I was like this, and I was also working for another wedding planning company. Cause I was like, Hmm, this wedding planning company is doing great things. Maybe I can take a few weddings, learn from them, work in the tasting room. That's my bread and butter and then start growing my brand. And what I did was I, I asked the owner of the, the winery. I was like, can I run your event department? You don't have one right now. Can I just do that? 
And so then it was like, I was doing weddings. I was doing winery events. I was doing the weddings at the winery events. And then at the, that point, I was like, I have enough money saved up for me to just, it was January 1st. And I was like, I'm free. I'm doing it. I'm on my own. And I've been doing it on my own ever since. So like you said, like do, you know, get into it, do what it takes to pay the bills, but also always work on your brand every single day. Right. A hundred percent. Because if you are building someone else's brand, when you walk away from that, what will you have? Right. Nothing. You will have nothing. So it's just all about setting yourself up in the future for success, doing what you have to do now to set yourself up for a future success. Right. Right. So what does being a luxury artist mean to you? I, because let me just say to everybody listening, you are a luxury artist. You are at the top of your game. You deliver incredible beauty across the board. And let me just say, I want to toot your horn here. (laughs) Every time one of my brides gets styled by you, I know they're in great hands. You are so incredibly sincere and kind and you truly take care of them. That's that's what makes you even more of a luxury artist. So what does that mean to you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. I think that my idea of a, well, let me backtrack. I think luxury can mean different things for different people. For some people, luxury beauty is just the luxury of having them having their artist come to their hotel, do their hair and makeup. They get two hours of peace and quiet for them. That's a luxury, right? For some people, it's having the luxury of emotional support, an additional person to help them through a very, otherwise a very emotional day. Some people, it is the actual physical act of feeling pampered. So as we go through this conversation, luxury looks different to every person. For me, my brand resolves, or I'm sorry, my brand revolves around the idea that luxury is made. My luxury, the specific type of luxury I offer is just made to help you feel at peace. It's the emotional support type of luxury. Um, because I care so deeply about my brides. I care about my clients to the point where it's like, am I too emotionally attached right now? Like, (laughs) That's the empath in me. I'm just such an empath. But for me, being a luxury artist, it goes beyond having the Dior in your kit, having expensive makeup. It's got very little to do with that. It's about the experience that you are providing to your client as a whole. It's Mm -hmm. not just beautiful, flawless makeup. It's beautiful, flawless makeup and continual communication up until their wedding day, answering all of their questions, being their emotional support, holding their hand, clearing the room when someone is making them highly upset. And that has nothing to do with it affecting my ability to do my job. It has to do with in that moment providing a step up from what my job is, which is emotional support and just truly being there for them because 
there are a lot of artists who treat this like you show up, you do your job, you go home, it's paycheck. I know that. But, uh, you know, and it's like, I have some, <laughs> I have some brides from, uh, I think one of my brides from like 2007 commented on one of my recent posts saying how much she enjoyed having me and oh. how special it was that I was a part of her day. So it, it just really goes beyond at what we perceive luxury to be, which is expensive things. And luxury to me at the heart of it is just providing a just exceptional service, just being yes. a good person, being a good human, because that's what our clients deserve. They're trusting in us to be a part of their wedding day. So that's the very least we can do for them. That's, that's, that's what luxury means for me. I am resonating with your words so deeply. Seriously. I love that for us. I love that for us. I'm such an empath and I have learned some hard lessons of being an empath where I get really emotionally involved. And if something goes a little bit wrong or something is setting the couple off and I'm the easiest target, I'm like, it brings me to my knees. I actually, one point, uh, this was like, 10 years ago at <laughs> this point, but like <laughs> I got like a not so good email and I brought, I, it dropped me to my knees mm -hmm. because I wasn't making them happy enough for, for, mm -hmm. for, for me and my expectations for myself, but we care so deeply. And that is what amazing hospitality and luxury services are. It's not like a turn and burn Let's get the wedding done. Never talk to you again. Bye. It's, I want to create lasting friendships. We're literally a part of their wedding. Yeah. That they're going to remember forever. So yep. I hear you on that. It's, it goes beyond just the planning. It goes beyond just the makeup in your kit. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, it's more meaningful that way. It makes, mm -hmm. it makes our work meaningful. Like our work is meaningful because we're helping people make beautiful, lasting memories and helping them feel incredible, but it adds an air of speciality mm -hmm. in an already otherwise very special moment. And that's why I love social media because now I'm watching my brides have babies and yes. grow their family and travel the world. And it, it just further proves how important it is to have a special, meaningful connection. Yes. And to continue the love, if you have a great relationship with your couple and you are following them on their honeymoon and getting a house and having children and you're still interacting with them in a personal, sincere way, guess who's going to recommend you for more work? They Absolutely. are. Absolutely. And, and that's the beautiful thing about, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that, that's, that's amazing because you're not having to try so hard getting the lead and advertising and trying to be this and that. It's literally a, an amazing lead that came from a trusted source. And you know that that person, that couple, that bride is going to be amazing as well because they came from people you've worked with before. Absolutely. Amazing. Some of my favorite Oh, let me rephrase that. I get a lot of referrals from past brides, which is incredible because at one point I was solely just destination. It was just people coming to California to get married, but I'm starting to get more and more 
referrals and local brides and local couples. And it feels so good to feel trusted, to feel trusted enough to have someone be like, you want no one else. I had a Mm -hmm. bride that got married last September recently text me and say, you have no idea how many people text me and say, I saw you on Rachel's uh, Rachel Les Instagram. Like, how is she? And she was like, you are just like, so you are something so special. So she was like, I can't sing your praises high enough. And that to me is just, it's bone chilling in the best way. It just gives me goosebumps to think about like, I'm just me walking around day to day life. I'm just like, I'm just a person. But to the people whose wedding days we positively impact, Mm -hmm. that is just, you can't ask for anything more. Truly, you can't. It is a natural life high. Can't, can't, can't (laughs) feel any better. (laughs) When I get a good review, like a five-star review, like on all platforms, I, I'm just like, I read it all day long. I feel it. I'm taken back to their wedding. I'm like, yes, I did it. I brought such a great wedding to their friends and their family. And it just, it, it, it's a, it's a natural high and I love it and I live for it. (laughs) And this is my purpose and this is my passion. (laughs) Because, well, it's true because there's some days where I know that I feel less than I don't feel good enough. I feel like I suck, you know, and, and being able to look back on that, especially those reviews, right? Like if you're listening to this and you haven't like written a review for someone, please go do it because to be able to look back on that and, and have those little moments of validity to pick yourself up when you're not feeling at your very best, they are so helpful. Like just those little things just make such a big difference in how we feel day to day about mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. especially when we pour so much of ourselves into our clients. Absolutely. And you know, mm-hmm. this is a good reminder for me. So I appreciate that because last night, and I, I'm here to be vulnerable, I had incredible imposter syndrome. Relatable. Like, I was like, I'm not doing enough. I am, do I have good designs? Like, I'm looking at all of these other like ultra luxury planners and I'm like, I want my portfolio to be like that. Am I good enough? And I just like had to like meditate for five minutes before I went to sleep. And then I, this morning I woke up with more appreciation. I'm recording with you and mm. there's going to be so much love, but I think that's a good point. If you're feeling low, if you're feeling less than, and you can always go back to positive emails. You can go back to thank you cards that were written to you. You can go back to your reviews I'm going to do that right when we get off this episode. Good. (laughs) Good. Okay. Okay. This podcast is about manifesting your dreams. How do you feel about manifestation? Is that a part of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like unless you put it out in the universe, nothing's going to happen. Something can't come from nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was saying earlier, you've got to shoot your shot and you have mm-hmm. to do the same thing with the universe. Unless you put yourself out there, unless you say, this is a possibility and it's a possibility that I want to see happen for me or for the world or for this person, it's never going to manifest itself. It's never going to happen because right. you never started that ball rolling. Right. 
So do you practice any manifestation um, tests or journaling or affirmations? Tell us. So I, this sounds really silly. I have a very short attention span. So I, if like I practice yoga, it's like pulling teeth because it's very slow and methodical. And I am not a slow and methodical person. I'm a very peaceful person, but I don't have the span of attention to sit still, be quiet and meditate. So I wish I could say like, I meditate and I'm so (laughs) Zen. (laughs) Don't we all wish we could say that? I fully don't. Um, But I do have in my notes, I have um, some positive affirmations that I like to keep close to my heart, but they're basically to the tune of you are enough, you do enough, you are where you're supposed to be, the world is on your side. So I like to remind myself that the universe is not against me. It's always for me, whatever deity there might be that whatever is meant for me will find me. Yes. Um, so I like to look at those whenever I'm feeling a little bit blue or a little bit down about myself. And I also like to put something tangible on the things that I want. So if you go, everything's in my phone and that's just like saying so, so much about me. But, um, if you go onto my phone in my notes, there are just lists and lists and lists of one-year goals, two-year goals, long-term goals, end of life goals. They're just lists of things that I want to do. And I remind myself that I want to do them because right now where I am is not the end of where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We are ever evolving. We are ever changing. So to have my goals and my manifestations and the things I want from life at at, at my fingertips at any moment when I'm feeling discouraged or like, I don't know what my next step is. Right. You know, do you ever feel like that? Like you just don't know what your next step is. And you're just like, I've kind of landed where I am now and I want to go up, but I don't know how, or I don't know in what capacity, just having those manifestations, those things Mm -hmm. that you want from the universe Mm -hmm. at at the forefront of your mind kind of gives you a little bit of gratitude for them. And it helps you work more towards those goals. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, kind of recently I I've gone through a breakup and I feel that just in my body, I needed to like have this spiritual awakening. And so Mm -hmm. when I finally got the negative, bad energy out of my life, it made room for more ideas to blossom. I, I, I thought of this podcast in August, it's September and I'm already launching in October, right? So my feedback to listeners is that if you're feeling like this gut instinct of like, I, I need to change something, I need to do something, get rid of the negative energy, you know, clean out your closet or, you know. Uh, do a sage, you know, around your house and start writing lists of what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, ask the universe, just release trust and say, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to do it? You don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I think it's so great that you have the list of your goals. Yeah. One year, two year, five year, end of life. I love that. 
for people who don't know, it's okay to not know. Just mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. Higher intelligence, higher beings, your angels, yes. God, whoever you 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 speak to will deliver it if you're open and trusting that yeah. the universe will take care of you. Absolutely. One of my favorite manifestations that I pulled up just here is I do not chase, I attract. What is meant for me will always find me. So I got goosebumps. I know. I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you. Okay. But when you, when you trust that the universe has your back, you really can feel unstoppable. You know, you just have to kind of believe in yourself and just know, have some kind of faith that everything is, Mm -hmm. it might not work out perfectly, but it will work out exactly how it's made to. Right. The universe, God has a plan. They do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I went through, um, during Mercury retrograde. Oh, yikes. That was hard. Mm -hmm. I went through two very challenging experiences and I was like, but I've been doing all of these things to attract all good things every single day. But then I realized that it was the universe getting rid of toxic people, toxic energy to give me more space to be creative, to give me more Mm -hmm. space to dedicate more time to my amazing couples that I have, to Mm -hmm. focus on health, to focus on my daughter. So yes, that was challenging, but it's how you see the challenges, how you react to challenges and trusting that those challenges are teaching you a lesson to move forward in life. Mm-hmm. It's not all going to be rainbows, mm-hmm. but it's how they're you all react. Step- mm-hmm. they're, all st- they're all stepping stones to bigger things. And where do stepping stones lead you? They lead you uh, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just like the fact that you just take the, the, I need to be better about this because I like to consider my, geez, <laughs> I need to be better about this. I like to, I need to focus less on when things are hard and focus on the fact that things are hard now, but they're not going to stay hard. Right. They're not because again, the universe is not out to keep me down. The universe right. wants to see me succeed. Unless you think that way. The universe is, the universe is being hard on me on purpose or my life is hard. This stuff isn't real. Okay. Well, law of attraction, law of resonance. So be it. This is so, (laughs) right? It takes a lot of attraction. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice to let go and trust. So small baby steps, keep listening to this podcast for more tips. On how to manifest your dreams. <laughs> uh, literally, literally, because that's what we need to do. Because if we don't, then we're just going to yeah. be stuck here in this like circle of negativity, never ending. Can't get out absolutely, of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we touched on this a lot, but you know, what are your, your final thoughts on how to set yourself apart in the beauty wedding industry that is so saturated? Right. I think this is a recent thing for me to kind of figure out because it's only since the boom of like the YouTube beauty guru, AKA 2016, 2017, that the beauty industry really became highly successful. 
And in turn, we had people just picking up makeup brushes, calling themselves a makeup artist and starting a business. I'm using air quotes. Um, And (laughs) so that as someone who has seen this industry for since 2006, basically, um, that is very difficult to to see um, because I care. And there's so much more to this industry than people make it out to be. It's not just showing up, putting on some makeup and walking out the door, right? Like we talked about this earlier with the idea of luxury. What's going to make you a good makeup artist or what's going to make you look like a good makeup artist is how you make people look. What's going to make you an exceptional makeup artist is how you make people feel, right? If you are validating them, if you are making them feel seen and heard, not just bulldozing into their wedding and thinking that you know everything and not listening to them and just doing what you want to do versus what they want to do. I mean, to a degree, yeah, like we are the professionals. We know what's going to look good in photos, whatever. But if you're not listening to what your clients want and what your clients, like what they really want to their core, you're not really doing your job at 100%. During a lot of my consultations, during a lot of my interactions with clients, I ask them like, how do you want to feel? And they're like, pretty. And I go, okay, like, let's go a little deeper. Like, do you want to feel like happy? Do you want to feel full of joy? Do you want to feel like more solemn? Like what, how do you want to feel and how do you want to feel about yourself? It's a lot deeper of a question than, well, what do you want to look like? Mm -hmm. How do you want your eyeliner? Do you want to wear lashes? Like those are surface level questions. Right. And what's going to really set you apart is just going a millimeter deeper it doesn't have to be kumbaya, hold hands around the fire, right? but it should be an in- intentional interactions with your client that show them how deeply invested you are. It's not just about how they look. Mm-hmm. It's about how they feel. It's about how they feel when they look back on their photos in 20 years and say, man, I felt so good on my wedding day. I felt supported. I felt calm. I felt beautiful. I felt radiant, whatever their hopes and dreams are, we have to figure that out. And so that's, what's going to set you apart. I have so many past clients who have said, I have never felt more supported. Mm -hmm. You made me feel so cared about. That's what sets me apart. That's why I'm getting referrals. That's why people, after we get off the phone, they say, I just want you to be my friend. Like, I just, I want to know you. I want you to be my friend. Come over to my house. Like, let's make s'mores. It's just, it's, it's, it's beyond what we perceive as what our job needs to be. So to Mm -hmm. set yourself apart, just go a little bit deeper and really try to find that connection with your client because that connection, whether they know it or not, is is just so important to them, whether they know it at the time. I agree wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for sharing your insight, your story, talking about manifestation, talking about your process. We talked about our highs. We talked about our lows. And I really think that you are going to make an impact on people today. So thank you so much for being here. So thank you, um, Raquel. 
tell everyone where we can find you on Instagram and TikTok. Oh man. So my TikTok <laughs> is a little bit more of the unhinged side of Rachel. She's a little bit funnier, but the handles are the same across both platforms. It's at Rachel period L-U-S-K-H-M-U-A. Uh, stands for hair and makeup artist. I've had people come up to me and be like, are you Rachel Lescuma? <laughs> I was like, should that be my new last name? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I am on Instagram. And, um, you know, I love if you're uh, in the beauty industry and you're thinking about budding into this industry, if you're listening, um, I share a lot of really great tips and tricks for professional artists and business tips. And it's just kind of, um, a really fun space to be a makeup artist in. So I feel really fortunate, but that's where I am. If you guys want to follow along on my shenanigans. I love it. I am thoroughly entertained and in awe of what you do. And I hope that everyone tunes in uh, to see more of you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raquel. All right, everyone. I have to say, wow, I am so incredibly honored to have amazing guests on my show like Rachel Lusk. I'm incredibly thankful that the universe has given me the space and time to bring this podcast to you. I hope that this episode provides you with insight about how to set yourself apart in the wedding industry and gets you thinking about how to be more genuine and thoughtful in your craft. Be sure to subscribe to my newsletter and get my five steps to manifesting the best day at rokevents.com forward slash manifesting your dreams. From there, I will provide you a QR code to join the manifesting your dreams podcast Facebook group so that we can continue the conversation. Sending love and gratitude your way. Looking forward to bringing another episode to you next week. Stay tuned.